Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What's going on? Hey, it's Danny J. And this is uh, Jill Coleman. And uh, today we are talking about something we talk about a lot on this podcast, marriage and relationships. <laughs> and this actually came about because I don't know if you guys saw this, it was going around. It was like, like on multiple Instagram pages last week. And it was on some of the bigger accounts like earth picks and nature and stuff like that. And it was a couple who got married on what I can only describe is like a big spider web. Did you see this where it's like, there's a Canyon and there's, there was this couple and they were literally getting married on like this big, like, I don't know, fucking parachute looking thing, like big spider web looking thing in the middle of a Canyon. And there was like a pastor and there was a couple other people and it was, and they had a, they had drone footage basically of it. You guys have probably seen it go to earth picks on Instagram. And I was just reading the comments and it was funny because a lot of comments being like, this is some white person shit. Like it was just like a lot of comments (laughs) that are like pretty funny, but I guess this couple who did this stunt also have a reality television show. I'm not sure like on what network or whatever, but they have a show where they do a lot of these like daredevil type things. Mm. And I guess this was an old video. I don't know when it was, but actually in the comment section, people were saying, oh, I know this couple, they have a reality television show and they're always doing stuff like this. And they got married on this spider web and then they got divorced like not even a year into their marriage, they end up getting divorced. And people were like shitting on them for getting divorced so fast after getting married and basically just saying they were fake and phony and whatever and whatever. And it just got me thinking that, and this, I even had this experience. I don't know if you did, but I was with my ex-husband for 12 years, married for like nine or 10. And I remember my first thought, and I think a lot of people who go through divorce feel this way, you feel like a failure. You're literally like, and especially as someone who's like a type A perfectionist type, I do not like failing, right? And so it took me a long time to really not see myself as a failure. Um, And it just got me to thinking that so many of us, of course we champion marriage. Like that's the whole point of it is like, yes, it's till death do us part. And we say those vows and we get married, but obviously we know, you know, divorce rate is over 50% in this country. So in a way- I don't love the idea of no matter how short your marriage is, because when you, and most people, they go into their marriage thinking this is going to be it. I don't want to be with anyone else, right? Maybe some people don't, but for the majority of people, they go, this is my person. This is the person I want to be with. I love the idea of living with someone, creating a life with someone, being on a, you know, on a rocking chair on a porch with someone in 50 years. Like, you know, we kind of romanticize that, but as we know, things happen, life goes sideways and it catches you off guard. And sometimes you have to get a divorce, whether it's a year later or 12 years later or five years later or 20 years later. Um, And does it mean that it was a failure? And it just got me to thinking about people who have been married for a long time, whether they are happy or not. It's kind of like a badge of honor, you know, and I understand why, you know, it'd be like anything that you did that was hard because, you know, obviously anyone who's had a long-term marriage goes, it's work, right? We've heard that people say that. And even when I was married for how many years we were married, like it was hard at times, right? It is work. But 
I just felt some kind of way about the comments being like, it was almost as if it nullified the wedding. It was like, oh, well, they just got married. Like it almost like was throwing away their experience. And I, and it caught me in my sensitivity because I remember feeling that way as well. Being like, ah, did I fuck up? Did I do something wrong? Is divorce wrong? Did I fail? Am I not good at this? And was it all a fucking waste? And then I had to like really work through those feelings of like, it's not a failure. In fact, it was like really, we had an amazing many years, right? And whether you had months or years or whatever, decades, you can't call it a failure when you had, when at some point, no matter how short or long, that was part of your life. And I guess I just, the the comments about like, can you believe this couple that got divorced? Like it was just very, in my mind, very judgmental and very condescending. And of course hit me all in the feels as well. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but I was, I was kind of like, oh, should we talk about like, even if it's a short marriage, is it, is it still a marriage? Is it still valid? Or are what? you a big fat failure and she just call it quits? Well, I think on the flip side, sometimes when you're married for that long, no matter how long you start to wonder, did I waste all those years? Mm. Did I waste 12 years? So then I think, yes. oh, good. You got it over within one year. Good. You didn't have to waste 10 years of your <laughs> life. Right. Yeah. So, okay. You, you found out quickly and you moved on, uh, you know, in some, some scenarios and this one, I don't know this couple, but there is this like celebrity, like Kim Kardashian's first husband right. was like 68 days or something like this. And then I don't know if it's Logan Paul or, um, the other brother, I don't know, these YouTube guys, one of them got married and was a really short amount of time. And you sometimes wonder, is this just a publicity stunt? It could be, but I generally think most people do get married thinking this is the one, this is what I want. They're not expecting to get a divorce. And I really thought, and I told this to your brother recently, cause he's in his first year of marriage. I told him my first year of marriage was the hardest year. I don't know why that is. Maybe just you're, you're really learning each other. Maybe it's just the finality and you start to freak out and maybe you're just starting to see different things and feeling suffocated or something. But well, you guys didn't live together before you got married though. Right. Right. We did I not. think that's harder than marriage. Yeah. I think living with someone is way harder. Yeah. We, we weren't living together. You know, I was spending the night at his house most of the time, but actually moving in and not having that backup that out of your own bedroom somewhere else, just even, even if you don't use it, you just know it's there. That does make a difference. But I think, um, you know, the first year of marriage is very, really difficult. And at the beginning of a relationship, we all know this, they call it the honeymoon phase. People are putting their best foot forward. And I think the honeymoon phase lasts a couple of years. Honestly, I feel like it's not until at least in my personal experience, I can't say this for everyone, but in most of my relationships, I didn't really start to see a lot of the flaws and, um, the things that were really annoying to me in most of my relationships till after two, two and a half years. And so, you know, when you're in that honeymoon phase, maybe you get excited and you get married really quickly. And then after the wedding, things start to show and the flaws start to show. And that's not to say that you should or shouldn't try harder or like, we don't know what these flaws were, but maybe something came out and it was not something they should stick around for. I mean, we mm -hmm. can't judge them both because we don't know what the real scenario was, why they got a divorce. I generally think that most people don't get married to get divorced. I, I don't think anybody does. I don't think people walk into it, especially I mean, I feel like it's got to be embarrassing for them. Nobody wants to get in, get married and then get divorced months later. That has to be humiliating. Totally. So I imagine that there's something. It takes a lot really, of courage to call it. Yeah. I think there's something really big going on and we should have more compassion. I, of course, would have my curiosity as to what it was, but it's none of my business. But I would also imagine that 
if someone is making that decision to end it that soon, they have their reasons and they're valid and they missed something before. And it's, I mean, so many people can miss red flags. So many people can miss things because they're not red flags because people who lie, hide things. Well, people who are doing shady things, hide them well. And a lot of times we can miss it. And that's, what's sucky too, when you're in a relationship and you find something out and you're, you start beating yourself up. Why didn't I see it? Why didn't I see the signs? I know you got asked this and I got asked this all the time. Were there any signs that your husband was having an affair? How did you not see it? And you, you beat yourself up wondering. Yeah. You feel feel foolish. Like even saying no, like it wasn't really now looking back, maybe there were a little bit, but the time you really do feel blindsided. It's funny. I remember, um, I found out about my ex-husband's affair after we'd been married for about five years, but around like a year and a half, there was like some, it was with the same person, but it was like, that's when things sort of started. And I sort of saw like a couple like email exchanges that didn't say anything blatantly about an affair or anything like that. But I remember there was like, and it was devastating at the time, but my first thought, my very first thought when I sort of like kind of found out that something maybe was going on was my first thought was so soon like already, you know, it's almost like, as if I thought it was inevitable, which is kind of fucked up. I'm sure we can unpack that in a, in a, you know, therapy session. But I remember thinking to myself, wow, we have only been married for less than two years. Like, what if this is it? I mean, we ended up staying together and sort of working through some stuff for a while. And then obviously, you know, he had an affair. So, but I remember like thinking that, and that's your first thought of like, God, we didn't even make it two years. And so, yeah, there's an an immense amount of shame, but I think, and this is a question for you, you know, are there certain people, and I can speak to this from like, after having my first marriage, like a second marriage to me, wouldn't feel so what's the monumental. I don't Mm -hmm. think like, I would still like want to celebrate and I would still want to have a party and like, I, you know, it wouldn't be like a throwaway, but I think I would be way more like. I want to stick it out and I want to do what we can do and try, but I'd be way more open to divorce if it wasn't going to work out versus my first marriage. It was like, I didn't even the divorce, not being with this person didn't even cross my mind. I could not have even seen a reality without that person. And so I don't know if it's an, and this is why they say that like second and third marriages are fairly common with the same people is because I think it's not that you don't honor it. You do, but I think with these celebrities, I think it's so easy to just be like, well, if it doesn't work out, we'll just get a divorce, right? And so I can see why people who have been married for a long time and really have taken it very seriously, it's like a badge of honor. Like I did the work, I stuck in there, I didn't quit at the first sign of, you know, something going wrong, you know. But to your point, there are so many things that are deal breakers. You know, what if, and I kind of know this couple who got married years ago and like they wanted kids and then they couldn't have them. You know, they thought they would, but they didn't start trying until after they were married. So by the time they were married and they they got divorced like within a year because they started trying and they just, or like one of them didn't want, like something happened where like one decided they didn't want a kid. And like, that's a deal breaker. If you want a child, you should have one. And if you can't have it with your current person, then either you have to get right with that or it's going to look different or you got to leave and find someone you can have a kid with. Like to me, that's a non-negotiable and sort of like, you know, Keith and I have sort of had those conversations too, because he's five years younger and at 41, I'm like, if you want a biological child with me ever, it got to be kind of now, you know, and he's kind of like, well, I've never really thought about it. I've never saw myself as a dad, this and that. And I'm like, okay, but you're 35. You have like many or 36, you have many years that you could still have a kid. So I don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, like 
that's a lifestyle choice. And you, and if it's, that's a deal breaker, like you should be able to have what you want. So there are things like that, that to me, it's hard to work through those things unless you could go either way. Then you just go, well, I didn't want a kid that bad. I can figure out a way to, to love my life and find purpose and, you know, in other places. But yeah, I, um, I wonder if it's like a second and third marriage thing, if it's like first marriage, but people have been together for a long time and they should, they should be proud of it. But I don't like the condescension because no one knows the circumstances mm-hmm. of another person's relationship, what happened behind the closed doors. Yeah, no one knows. I don't think that just because the marriage didn't last more than a few months means that it's a failure to be like back to my original thought is great to find out now. It's better now than 10 years from now, five years from now. Um, but I think I think sometimes we just don't know what we don't know. Um, you know, some of these conversations, like you don't know to have until you're already down the road. I could sit here and say like from the keyboard warrior side of me, you know, let's just say it was a child thing. And these, this couple got divorced because one wanted a kid and one didn't, I could sit there as a keyboard warrior going, well, why did you talk about that before you get married idiots? Why did you talk about this before you got married? But there's so many things you don't think to talk about before you get married. And there's oftentimes you change your mind. Uh, when, Jeff was married to his ex-husband, his ex-husband, when Jeff was married to his ex-wife, they said they wanted kids at the beginning. And then while they were married, she wasn't ready. And so she didn't at that time. And I know he said he was upset and I said, but she has every right. That's her body. And she has every right to change her mind. And she actually just had a baby. Um, and so she changed her mind again, but wasn't ready when they were together. And yeah. so that could be a deal breaker for someone. People are allowed to change their mind. They could say one thing and it, you know, y'all know how this is in dating. Like guys could say anything to get you into bed or whatever. Lots of people will say what they want you to hear. Um, they love you and they don't want to lose you. So they may say a lot of things just to make you happy. And then maybe later on, they're like, I actually didn't believe that, or I really didn't want that. And soon it becomes an issue and you have to decide if that's something you can deal with or not. And unfortunately, the earlier you are in a relationship, the more likely it is they're putting on a, the best. And also it's harder to have those conversations early in the, in the relationship too, right? Like I remember when you and I were dating, we're like 35, 36, 37, you know, I'm dating someone. I want to be like in the first couple of months, like, so like, uh, my eggs are, uh, running out of <laughs> eggs here. So, like, you know, by, so while, you know, Keith and I got together when I was 36, that would have been a, probably a better time to have the conversation around. Like, I mean, we've had it like off and on obviously for years, but like, you know, where I'm like, I'm getting to the point where like, it's going to be off the, like for real off the table, you know, like now. So, it's just that it's just more on the forefront of like, okay, like I've never wanted kids and like, okay, now it's like nail in the coffin. You're really not going to be able to have kids if you did. So, I mean, it is important to have those conversations, but yeah, I don't love the, the sort of the down talk or the sort of condescending for people who just literally like have to get divorced. And like you said it, you know, leaving can be courageous too, you know, yes, staying together. And I will always celebrate people who have long ass marriages, especially if they're happy marriages. I think there's a lot of long marriages where they're not happy, where someone is just providing for someone else, or they're staying together for the kids, or they're staying together out of some sort of misplaced obligation or guilt or whatever. Now, I don't know that I respect that, but because I I think we would all agree, like they should just get divorced. They can start living their life, like really. And I think so many of these things don't come out until middle age, which is why, you know, midlife crisis, it's pretty common because of all this kind of stuff where you just go, fuck, what have I been doing for the last 20 years? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been like living a life that I don't actually want, or I don't actually, and they're like, and you have the, the courage and you have the resources to actually do something different. 
So yeah, the judgment was really interesting. And I think the idea that it was a failure is just, I don't know. I'm like, they had good times together. So I'll never regret those. And same thing with my ex-husband and I, we had great times. We both grew so much as people. We grew a lot as a result of the divorce as well, but I can never say that that was a waste, even though when you're in that place where you're so angry that it happened, you're like, I just fucking wasted a decade. You know, I, I would love to be back in my twenties and be single and start fucking all over again. But the reality is I have to get right with what has actually happened mm-hmm. because I can't go back. And so you have to figure out a way to be like, cool. I wish that, yeah, I wish I made a different decision when I was 27, but I fucking didn't. So what am I going to regret it and beat myself up over it? No, you just, you just, you do what you do in the moment and you have to make it fine later on. Yo, besties. This episode is brought to you by Maddle. Maddle. M-A-D-T-L-E. Yes. I like the name Maddle. It's really cute. Um, y'all, did you know this actually, their company just started a year ago. So they're a startup company. And when I was talking to the marketing team, he said they just blew up. Um, and I could see why, because they're kind of filling a need in the market for paddle boards that are one, affordable, two, really cute and stylish, and three, like, did I already say portable? <laughs> uh, oh, I said affordable. Yeah, uh, affordable. Three is portable. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I remember in my head, I heard ubble. Portable, affordable, and stylish. And I think it's just, it's really cool. It's kind of, a, it's a fun activity. And I know a lot of you guys are really active listeners. We're active, we're into fitness. And so I'm always looking for fun activities like hiking and things that are, that don't really cost a lot of money. So this is like, okay, it costs one time, but like you're a snowboarder, you know. Totally. That shit can get expensive. Which is why you just need to buy your own gear. <laughs> yes. So that's the thing is, especially if you live somewhere, like even just close to a lake, it doesn't have to be like the ocean or whatever. It's like, even if you just live near any body of water and you want to do this, like you take your family camping. I know we have a lot of people who are like doing a lot more outdoor stuff, especially since the pandemic started. So every time you go to like get a, like if you try to rent a paddleboard, like every single time it's like 50, a hundred bucks. It's like, might as well just get your own own that's super portable that's like you know that you can actually blow up that you can bring places that and the way that they ship them they give you everything that you need the pump the fins the backpack to put them in uh we are just obsessed with these boards and they are so cute so make sure you guys go to maddleboards m-a-d-d-l-e maddleboards.com use the best life at a discount code at checkout and get 50 bucks off your first board 50 bucks off an already really affordable board totally check it out and we know you'll love them too and tag us when you ride them Hey, they had a dope ass wedding that looked really cool. I I do think sometimes, um, and I've, I've heard people say this and I've seen it is that a lot of times people focus more on their wedding than their marriage. And that's something that, um, needs to be addressed. I think a lot of people do need to focus on what does the marriage look like versus planning this giant wedding. But again, a wedding is an amazing, um, thing to do and to have. And that doesn't mean it shouldn't be a big deal. I think the, the long-term marriage should be that, but we're all in different stages of growth and we're all in different stages of what we think is going on. And when it comes to two people, you can think you're on the same page and you could be reading a completely different book. (laughs) So you just really don't know, and you can have all the best intentions. You want to be with someone for the rest of your life and they may feel the same. And then they change their mind or something is different that happens, or they just have some idea that you're just not on board with. And you didn't see it at the beginning. There was no red flags. And 
it has to end. And I think that's okay. And we do need to normalize that and, mm-hmm. and not shame people for breakups. It sucks because they already feel bad in- enough, right? Like yeah. they're not happy about it. No one's going around being like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing with the abortion episode, right? We talked about that. Like no one's like, yes, I'm getting another abortion. Like no one's excited to have an abortion, right? So the idea that like people are just like willy nilly getting married. I think for the majority of people, 99.9% of people, they're not approaching it like that. It's interesting because you talked about Dan and Kels, my brother getting married. And so him and Kelsey have been together. They were together for eight years. And for a while he was more like, cause my brother is one of my best friends and he saw my ex-husband and I go through divorce. His own parents are divorced. He saw all these people who he looks up to as mentors get divorced. So for him, he even said, he admitted like, you know, I, my, my hope is fairly low for like this, you know, it doesn't mean it's contagious or whatever. It doesn't mean like, just because my mentors, the people that looked up to, you know, have gotten divorced. I mean, I'm going to, but I think for a while that was a little bit affecting his desire to tie the knot. And we had this conversation. I said, look, you and Kelsey have dealt with more shit together as a couple in your twenties than most people do in their entire lifetime. They were, they did long distance for many years. They worked through a lot of different challenges. I mean, you're growing so much in your twenties. And the fact that they didn't check out of the relationship. Not only did they not check out, they checked into the relationship. Both of them became way better communicators. They know themselves a lot more. Like, fuck, if I had the the self-awareness and the communication skills that those two do in their 20s, I mean, sky's the limit, right? I didn't have those until I was mid-30s and was forced to during divorce. But like, so I think you also have to look at what what sort of hardships or things did you show that you're willing to work through before you even get married? Mm-hmm. You know, I think for Dan and Kelsey, they work through so much more. I think the marriage probably be pretty fucking easy compared to what they dealt with when they were dating, but they kept choosing each other even during that. You know what I mean? They kept choosing to come to the table, to do the hard work of communicating, to, you know, to practice empathy, to see where each other was coming from, to, you know, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they weren't scared of confrontation, right? Maybe a little bit at the beginning, but they didn't avoid shit, as much as that sort of stuff, those arguments and frustrations and things you're working through can really be painful, they both kept showing up to the fucking table. And to me, that tells you everything you need to know about their their potential for success in a marriage, right? Because that's when we look back at my own marriage, that those are some of the things that I wish I was better at. I wish I called stuff out. I wish I was communi- better communicating. I wish I was more empathetic. I wish I was like all those things, right? And they're practicing when they're dating. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And he's like, well, how do I know? And I'm like, you don't know, but you, it's almost like you're practicing for the Super Bowl, right? You have all these games and you're in practice and you're practicing practice. And then you show up and the marriage is the Super Bowl. It's like, let's see how you perform, right? It's like you, so the fact that they had that many practices and that many reps and all that stuff before the big game says a lot. Yeah. I think it also goes to show about how big choices. And I think they really chose each other and chose the marriage. I do believe that, and usually it's in hindsight, you figure this out that when you ask yourself why you got married, like really ask yourself why so many people got married because quote, it was time we've been together for two years now, I guess we should get married or graduated. All of our friends are getting this thing. Yeah, it's time. And it's like this thing where it's just feels like, well, I guess now this is what we do next. This is the next stage in our relationship. We've been together for five years now it's time. And I think a lot of people do that because they're kind of just thinking, well, this must be the next step for us. Instead of really looking at the relationship as a whole and asking, is this someone I really want to spend my life with? Not the, well, we've already been together for a couple of years. I guess we'll just keep going. And I, like I said, I usually think this 
comes later in hindsight, when you're a little older and you you start going, yeah, I guess I was kind of getting married because I was getting pressure. You know, I, I know my parents were like that. They're like, so when are y'all getting married? When are you guys going to yeah. do it? You know? And I think there's pressure from friends, there's family, there's church. There's a lot of people that pressure couples to get married. And if you get married out of that kind of pressure, you may wake up one day and realize it wasn't really your choice. It was kind of just incepted into your brain. That's what you should do. And you did quote, choose it, but you didn't really choose it. It was kind of this assumption that that was going to happen. And I think that's another piece that tends to make a marriage end when a person wakes up with the realization, like, I didn't really quite choose this. This wasn't what I wanted. It just was the next, was the next thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was the next step. It's so interesting. Yeah. I mean, I think it's such a personal choice and it's so the connection you have with the person is so private and so nuanced. And there's just so much there on, cause it's two people trying to like, you know, trying to make a marriage work so many opportunities for things to go sideways. Now I always, again, will celebrate someone who has been married for a long time, has gone through a lot of hardship together and still came on the other side, very happy in their relationship, you know? And I think, but at the end of the day, to me, a successful marriage isn't about how long it's about how happy and about, you know what I mean? And are we growing each other and are we, you know, supporting each other? Are we creating a life together? Are we, you know, what are we doing in this relationship? And I think to a lot of people's point who maybe are, are sort of against these shorter marriages, there is a question of like, do you have to get married? You know, that's always a question of like, well, I mean, you're just, especially these celebrities, it's like you've been dating that guy for four months. Why do you need to get married? Like, can you just date and like, just see where it goes? Cause we all know again, honeymoon phase, I agree with you. I think it's like, you know, a year and a half plus like that's when things start really coming out. So I think for a lot of people, they're just like, well, I get married, like, you know, and, and also it's their value system is marriage is sacred. So when they see someone who's just getting married sort of off the cuff, not really thinking it through, it kind of takes away or it takes a, it feels like an affront to their relationship to marriage, you know, yeah. but it's so personal at the end of the day. Like, I think that's the whole point of this episode is like marriage is so personal. So the idea that, that one relationship is a failure or it's success based on how long to me, that's not the measure of success at all. It's, are we growing each other? Are we happy together? And are we constantly choosing each other? And I don't know, but who am I? I'm just a divorced old lady. <laughs> I know, you know, coming to that, I remember thinking years ago, would I take advice from someone who's divorced? like about marriage. And years ago, I would have said, no, like, why would I take marriage advice from you? Because what do you know? You didn't, your marriage didn't work out. And now I'm thinking probably more divorced people have some really solid advice and ideas about marriage because it didn't work out. So it's an interesting mindset shift there. Um, but yeah, you know, some people might just go, what do you bitches know? You ain't married anymore. You, ain't <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? Right. I, mean, I think, you know, so I talked, I actually asked Jade's mom, my ex-husband's mom, who we were pretty close and her and her Jade's dad were together. I think they were celebrating like their 40th anniversary, 40th or 40, maybe 50th wedding anniversary. And I remember asking Joyce, what was the secret, right? You've been married for 40 years. Mm -hmm. What's the secret? And she just goes, I don't know. She goes, I think we were just too busy to do anything else because <laughs> they had four <laughs> kids. They go, I think we were just too busy to care about anything. We just were doing it, you know? And I'm like, I think that's real, especially for, you know, parents and just, and then you wake up and the kids are out of the house and you got to figure out, you know, way to, to live an empty nest life, which is a yeah. whole different thing that I don't know about. <laughs> totally. Yep. So the secret to marriage is just stay busy. 
Boom. Can't think about it. Thank you for, for inviting So funny. <laughs> anyway, I would love your thoughts on this, y'all. Um, you know, and maybe even sharing if some of you had short relationships. I I have friends who I didn't even know they were married. They had a short marriage, like less than a year, and they're married to their second partner. And I thought their first, I thought their husband was their first husband. First partner, yeah. So I, I think that there's more common really short marriages that we just don't know about that happen early, like in college and things like that. And they kind of like quote didn't count. I, I think it's a more common thing than we really than we really know. And sometimes you just, I don't know, sometimes you just have to have that starter marriage. What do you think of? Think <laughs> just of get the first one out of the way real yeah. quick. Just get, just get that way. primer marriage out of the way. <laughs> just kidding. If you're listening to this and you're very much <laughs> marriage is sacred, then we believe it is for you too. That's the whole point. The point is it's your perception of marriage and everyone should have a right to approach it however they want to, yeah. in my mind. We believe it is for you. I love that. All right, y'all. Well, we'll uh, see you on the next episode and share your thoughts in our Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.